Welcome to Chapels from Rosedale Bible College. Thanks for joining our community for weekly chapels recorded on our campus in Rosedale, Ohio. We hope you are challenged and inspired by what you hear. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome everyone to uh, another follow-up podcast episode. Um, it's been a little bit since I've done one of these. Actually, my name's Erica. I'm the director of enrollment services here at Rosedale. Um, and I'm here with uh, John and Helene Yoder, and they've been sharing with us uh, this week during our Pathways series. Um, and yeah, we've just been grateful. I know there's a lot of friends of you guys in the area here, and they've all been excited to have you you join us here on campus. Um, so yeah, why don't you guys kind of tell us a little bit, introduce yourselves, where you're living now, um, what you're doing currently, I guess. So. Well, good morning. I'm uh, John Yoder, and my... Um, Vocation has been family practice physician, and and uh, for the past few years, I've been somewhat semi-retired. I volunteer several days a week, currently at a, a Christian health clinic, and also work in the emergency rooms, and that's when we're stateside, and we'll discuss that a little later. Yeah. Well, I'm Helene, and I'm uh, married to John, and yeah, so we are in Atmore, Alabama, I'm um, originally from the Netherlands, and we got married about um, almost eight years ago now. Yeah, and um, yeah, we actually we came back from missions and came back in the time of COVID, and uh, so uh, I just completed the doctorate, doctorate last year. So yeah. I'm still in kind of more sort of discerning what's next. Although I'm still involved very much with the organization we started in Sierra Leone. So we can talk a bit more about that later. So yeah, that's me. Very nice. Well, um, yeah, you hit on a couple of big rabbit trails. We could go down here. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> feels like we could spend many hours talking. But um, yeah, I would be kind of curious. Just I know you talked about um, that you gave your chapel talk yesterday morning. And so both just kind of your story of how you guys met, how you guys ended up together, kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, how you got you guys feel like God is leading you as well? Love to hear that story. Um, my story um, uh, was we, uh, through a number of circumstances, I became a uh, widower in 2009. And, and at some point at that time, I decided to go into full-time missions eventually. And that was the process I was in as I was uh, seeking God's will. And part of my uh, mission was uh, short-term missions in Peru and Guinea-Bissau, um, more f- three or four months at a time. But my daughter was a missionary in Sierra Leone, and I went there to help her for about six weeks and visit her. And um, I did help out in a very uh, underprivileged area of Freetown, Sierra Leone, which is the capital, and uh, met Helene. And um, that was the beginning of well, it wasn't necessarily the beginning, but uh, it blossomed into a beautiful marriage. So, yeah, we're very grateful. Very cool. And Helene, you were there serving long term, is that? That's right. <clears throat> yeah, I arrived in Sierra Leone in 2003, um, a Nobeck International. And um, then later I worked for a local rehab center for people with mental illness and uh, alcohol or drugs addictions. Um, I was there um, and just rounding up my work basically to go on sabbat- sabbatical. And my trip got postponed and postponed of my trip back home. Uh, so I still hang around Freetown doing some different jobs at different organizations. And um, then in, uh, in March 2014, um, I met John there. Uh, this was really special because I had been a missionary, a single missionary for all these years. I was 43 
when we met, I think, yeah. And um, yeah, that was a special gift from God because I had not expected that. I actually had people tell me, like, if you go into missions, you stay there in, in free time, you will never get married. And um, yeah, I guess maybe trying to discourage me from doing that. But I felt like if God has a plan for me, if he has marriage for me, then I'm not going to sit and wait. I, I will do what I believe he's called me to do. And so that's what I did. And then beautifully, I met, uh, met John there. And uh, that, yeah, that was a super special gift. Uh, and then we continued to get into missions, which was really, really special too. Yeah, because so. it's kind of like you've joined forces now. And has your has the way you do missions changed much? Or is it kind of been pretty similar? Or I think it changed for Helene because yeah. before she could pretty much make her decisions and, and decide things uh-huh. alone. And now you have another person to add into the mix. And in fact... We went to a part of missions in Sierra Leone in 2017, which was very different from what she had done the first 11 years. So, oh, I, I had always <clears throat> basically said to the Lord, I, I, I worked in Freetown in the city, and that was um, that was hard enough, but there were a lot of other missionaries there, and I had a lot of friends there. Um, I knew working in the provinces of country would be a lot harder as a single missionary and I always sort of said well Lord if you want me there then I need I need somebody with me and so that was really nice that when I met John and we started discerning God's call for our lives together um, that he led us to a place in a very rural isolated area of Sierra Leone and um, you know even though it was hard we had each other and that was really really good so yeah, yeah. very cool so you've like experienced a lot of cultures then yes and that's right have, like <laughs> do you feel like you're still addressing to culture shockers yes, at all i am <laughs> i think so yeah i mean i went from the netherlands to Sierra Leone, which is a it's already a big change i uh-huh. also was in in bible college in the uk where i met many other nationalities and it was also a different culture uh, england mm-hmm. and then Sierra Leone, and then um like uh, the city or urban Sierra Leone and then rural Sierra Leone is different again. And then coming to America, which was completely different from anything I'd known. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm still adjusting to that, I guess, li- living a bit more long-term here now. Yeah. Uh, but it's been, uh, it's been good. And I like learning about cultures and, uh, uh-huh. and seeing things from different perspectives. So yeah, it's been good. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it's, it's probably good for us too to have you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you share different perspectives. Uh-huh. At some point she did not like Americans. And so to, for uh-huh. her to marry one is quite, <laughs> yeah. a, quite a stretch. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not the person you thought God would bring into your life. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think there's a lot of stereotypes about Americans, but um, uh-huh. I must say when I met him, I also realized that I actually had a lot of very neat American friends uh-huh. um, that did not... Um, yeah, we're not like the stereotype. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm sure that um, every culture has their, their shortcomings and their, their good things. And so it's been good. And coming in and landing sort of in a Mennonite community was, mm-hmm. I think, also easier because I think there were more, it was more similar to a European culture. Okay. And also I felt there was um, a wider perspective of the world. Like I think in Mennonite churches, there's more an idea of there's a, there's a, there's a world outside America and an and interest in that and concern for that, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. So yeah. yeah. How is the UK or Netherlands like Mennonite culture? I've, I've never heard that uh, I, Well, I, I, would, I didn't come from a Mennonite background, okay. but I would say like, I think there's a, um, in the Mennonite uh, community, I think um, maybe more concern for the environment. Okay. Simple things like that, like mm-hmm. just not, not wasting as much. Um, so a culture of uh, a bit more, 
yeah, careful with our resources, for example. But also, um, I think America sometimes um, gets very stuck on like it's all about America, uh-huh. and and I think in in a, living a growing up in a small country, you cannot do without other yeah. countries and without other people, and so you you sort of um, it gives you maybe a in some ways a little bit more more of a humble attitude like mm-hmm. you're small and so you you need the help of others and and so you get, get more aware of others and i think that's and but i think in mennonite churches i see also more an interest in churches of other countries and and christians from other countries um more i think than outside the mennonite church i'm not sure that's completely true but that's what i yeah. yeah. it's our impression and yeah. it, it may be yeah accurate yeah. in in a lot of ways. At least they usually know where the Netherlands is, <laughs> and yeah. that it's in Europe, and what my language is, and so that's that's special. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Hmm. Yeah, I, it's always interesting just to hear the way different cultures collide uh-huh. and how mm-hmm. like there are similarities yeah. in oh, yeah. everything, but then also mm-hmm. small differences that yeah. make us all unique there too. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so you guys have plans of going back to Sierra Leone at all, or not? Not at this point, or we completed a three-year term in 2020, and okay. our plan was to go back about two months, twice a year. So that would be four months a year, and uh, so far we've only made it back once okay. because of the pandemic. But right. uh, we, it appears we're about ready to go back again, mm-hmm. okay. um, yeah. and so we should be back for a couple months, and then yeah, we'll see from there. Yeah, yeah. and we stayed in touch like these days with you know. Um, Skype or Zoom or um, mm. WhatsApp. Um, we've really stayed in close touch with the people mm. there, yeah. so that's helped a lot. Yeah. yeah. So are you still? So you founded, started an organization mm-hmm. there. Is that correct? Am I that's correct. That right? okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's called the organization is called Nyandengo. Okay. Uh, which is a Mende word. Mende is the language of the people that we worked among, and it means um, he or she or it is beautiful. Uh, it's a program for children with disabilities. Um, we found when uh, John worked at the hospital that people often came to the hospital with, with children with disabilities um, and had no idea um, yeah, what to do about it. And, and also were uh, actually very uh, stigmatized. Um, people believe often that children with disabilities are witches or demons. Um, and sometimes they're left to die, literally. It's, it's, uh, yeah, and, and these children hear a lot of negative words spoken out over them, you know, very negative. They're often blamed for bad things in the community or in the family. So we thought it's good to tell them that they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're created in God's image. So we said Nyandengo. And um, yeah, we started out with just a few children. And right now the team is serving about, well, between 90 and 100 children wow. in, yeah, in Matrujong, where we lived and the surrounding villages. And it's a local team. It's about uh, six people right now Okay. that we equip and train and encourage to do this work. And it's really flourishing. They, uh, they, Basically, what they do is they have a few children come to a daycare uh, in a small school that we just started. And then we visit the children at home. Um, there's a team from Freetown that comes three times a year, prescribes physical therapy exercises for them. So my team does follow up to make sure they do the exercises. We, But we also visit them to just encourage them, uh, give them education activities, mm-hmm. uh, talk to the parents, uh, educate the communities about uh, disabilities, about epilepsy, because many of them have epilepsy. We also provide epilepsy medication to many children in the villages. So it's it's an outreach program that, that goes in, in many places. And um, yeah, we support children to go to school. So it's, it's a very 
broad program, but um, gotcha. yeah. So are you doing a lot of medical support for them too, or is it more social kind of? Both, okay. yeah, both. So that we do physical therapy, then also if children get sick, then we help them to get access to hospitals or clinics and gotcha. encourage the parents to seek care for them. If they are malnourished, we help with special food. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it is an, an epilepsy program, but then there's also the education, there's mm-hmm. the just the, the social, uh, psychosocial counseling, spiritual counseling. Now the majority of our uh, families, I would say, are Muslim. Okay. Um, but we um, we just work with anybody, and it's not we we don't evangelize in a sense, but we do uh, show them the love of Christ. And mm-hmm. and for some of them, that has really uh, they have an interest now in uh, mm-hmm. in Christianity. Yeah, because yeah, that goes so, a long way. Just yeah. <laughs> the way you care for people yes. and love them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of your staff. So are you still like? Technically CEO or running it? Yes. Okay. Technically, I'm still in charge, but I have a really good um, program coordinator there who's in charge. And um, over over time, we hope that he can completely take over. Um, But for now, I'm I'm still sort of in charge. But that's, yeah, he does the bulk of the work really being there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have a really beautiful team spirit. Uh, Just are all uh, people who really love the Lord and, and... are quite exceptional people because a lot of people don't want to work with children with disabilities because people think it's contagious. People think that even just touching a child with autism or cerebral palsy will give you a child like that. So they're quite exceptional in the in their willingness to actually work with this group. So they're already different mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and really have a heart for the Lord. So that's that's been very special to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell them about that one lady that moved to a village where you were working? Oh yeah. And- yeah, said. so we, there was this one mother and she um, she came with her child to Nyandengo and um, we were taking her history, or my, my, my colleagues were, and she told uh, that she was trying to sell food, but um, yeah, people didn't want to buy from her because she had a disabled son. And then she moved to this other village and people treated her very differently there. And she said it was because Nyandengo... It was one of our, our villages, basically. So it, there was another child with disabilities there. So our team would visit there regularly. So people there had gotten used to mm. uh, to like children with disabilities and were much more accepting and treated her very differently. And the boy's in a school now and, and doing well. Mm. Uh, so you just by, by going there regularly, visiting, playing with the children, talking to the parents, people are watching. There are small villages. People are watching what we're doing. And see that actually nothing happens to our staff if they do that, um, and they begin to love these children too. So, so it really is bringing transformation on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. that's a really so. cool testament. I mean, even just in general, just the mm-hmm. power of loving minorities yeah. or loving people in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Of yes. how yeah. yeah yeah it can change a culture. Yes, it can. It can. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's that's really cool. So do it. Had you, like a lot of your staff, were they living there? Were they kind of volunteers you pulled from everywhere? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Sylvanas, he's the man who's in charge. And I had known him since 2003 when I first came to Sierra Leone when he worked in Freetown because the war had brought him to Freetown. Um, he, his hometown was Martuljong. So while we were there, he actually came home to be with his family there, his parents. And, um, and so he has always had a heart for... Um, minorities for for people who are oppressed and uh, when I met him he already had be- started befriending like a child with a disability in his community and he was looking for work and I said well I have no money to offer you right now but mm-hmm. if you want to join us in his ministry and he was immediately with us and so then the Esther she sees a woman quite an amazing story who um, has a son with a disability mm-hmm. um, he's about 17 or 18 now cerebral palsy 
um, yeah, she she had him very young, and because she was disabled, uh, her husband and her husband's family rejected her. Uh, many people thought she was a witch. She had a stillborn daughter after that, so that made it even worse. So she um, she has lived through this experience of being the parent of a disabled child and has learned so much. She is not literate, she cannot read, but she knows scripture somehow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and through his Holy Spirit, God has been teaching her. She's one of the most mature Christian women I know there. And um, even the church didn't always treat her well, but she's, she continued to go to church because she said, I'm there for the Lord and not for the people. And so she has been an example, she has been an example to me. And so she's one of our staff too. And she counsels parents and they listen to her mm -hmm. because they know that she's gone through it. And she has learned through the teaching that we did that you know, it's not her. She, yeah, she didn't know why this happened, but people would easily blame her. And now she knows that it's not uh, anything she did. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's so, yeah, she has been an amazing help. And a, a very good uh, uh, example to yes. the, the ladies or the men in the community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Deal with that. So, right. yeah. yeah. And then others have joined who are really special over the years. It, it takes time. You just don't, cannot take just anybody, but we mm -hmm. have some special people there who have, yeah, who have a special love for these children. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool to so, see how God yeah. brought different people together exactly. and stuff. Yeah. 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 So your PhD is in what again? Uh, it's in global child and adolescent mental health. Okay. Which is a, a bit of a relatively new field of study. Uh -huh. um, so... Basically, what my research was about is is uh, trying to figure out um, what mental health looks like in a culture okay. like in Sierra Leone, because you cannot just take your Western ideas mm -hmm. about psychology and about therapy to other cultures mm -hmm. and start applying them, because it's it's very different. And so I I did that. I uh, I looked at mental health in that culture and. Um, so one of my last studies was um, about child witches, for example, because um, there's many children who are being accused of being a witch and also mm. um, children themselves say they are witches. And so and the church has really um, latched onto that. And, and actually many churches, they, they identify child witches and they... Um, yeah, so my study was really from a mental health perspective, like what, who are these children? Mm -hmm. What is going on in their lives and in the lives of the people around them? And uh, we actually came to the conclusion that there was a lot of mental distress in the systems around the child that led to an accusation. And so we, we think that with good interventions, we could prevent that mm -hmm. from happening. So so yeah, it was very fascinating. And I don't really know yet how the Lord's going to use yeah. all this, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think you would be here? I mean, like when you first started your education journey, like that you would end up getting your PhD. It's no. just kind of how it, yeah. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over the years. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 So, and John, you're also a doctor and you're the medical aspect, correct? I mean, that's kind of. Yeah. I would help out with the organization and their medical issues, but uh, my main work in Sierra Leone was actually working at a hospital. Okay. And so. Yeah for much of that time was the only doctor, although at times we had Sierra Leonean doctors or, okay. or Nigerian, more yeah. Nigerian than Sierra Leonean. Did you do work training locals much or not? We tried and, yeah. and there was some success in that. Um, uh, that's probably another story, but yeah, uh, yeah in some ways the uh, initiatives and the efforts that we made in our three years have been basically returned almost to where they were before. And that's discouraging, but yet we tried, and so I think that's uh, at least the least we could do. And mm -hmm. I still help out with the hospital, 
when we go back and and so I'm not sure how that will uh look in the future yeah. as well. So very cool. So for this is our pathways series, we have like a lot of our students are kind of and very much a discerning season mm -hmm. of, you know, which I guess maybe we're always still discerning what mm -hmm. God has for us next. But yeah. I mean, especially now. So like what as you kind of think of the last years of direction, is there like certain things that stick out like this is kind of what pointed me in this direction or there's some like some advice or something that you would either of you would have to kind of share in general? Um, I'll share some of this tomorrow, but um, when I was in uh, Peru uh, serving in a medical clinic there, I think it was, uh, I was reading, trying to read in Spanish, which I don't understand Spanish, but uh, I was talking about the man with the withered hand and um, that uh, Jesus said to him in Spanish, it says, ex diende la mano, which means put out your hand. And I, I felt like at that point I was reading that, that it was God speaking to me perfectly. Yeah, just put out your hand. Let me feel it. Let me do the work or whatever. And so since that time, I've been more flexible and doing different things. I mean, the last eight or nine years have been an, an amazing way that God works in different ways. And I, I'm not uh, purporting to always follow him perfectly. Um, they're been mistakes and certainly things that are uh, uh, not according to plan or things where you have to change things out uh, around completely. But I feel like as long as we keep our opening to the Lord, he's going to keep directing. And uh, even if you mess up, he won't. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did my Pathways it's talk yesterday and it <laughs> feels yeah, like... Yeah, just listen to that. that was, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in there if, yeah. you, if you can access that. And uh, yeah, I think for me, it's been also something that has been important. It has been, uh, it's okay to educate yourself and it's actually a good thing for uh, to to give the best you have to the people that you're serving. And I think that, um, that yeah, has been important to me mm -hmm. um, that we, you know, you can, and it's, it's good to prepare well when mm -hmm. you go into missions and to take time um, to be ready for the task that God has for you, which you, in some ways you will never feel completely ready, but mm -hmm. it's so important to, to prepare well um, and uh, yeah, use your God-given mm -hmm. gifts and skills. And um, yeah, that's, that includes, I think your, your academic skills and, and your, and your spiritual gifts and, and everything. But yeah, so mm -hmm. I would say that that's really important because we want to give the best we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, I kind of just see like you guys are smart. You spend a lot of time studying. You have a lot of knowledge, but like you still are allowing God to kind of take it further and mm -hmm. let him use it in ways maybe you wouldn't have even thought right. no. he, would, yeah. he would use it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Well, um, I think we're going to kind of wrap up, but mm -hmm. thank you guys just for committing time just to invest in our campus and our community here and stuff and amongst your work and many other places as well so yeah, um, you're certainly welcome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's a so. pleasure to be here yeah yeah so thanks everyone for joining us thanks for listening if you found this episode helpful please share so others can benefit from it as well and be sure to check out our other podcasts at rosedale.edu slash podcasts